This is your no bullshit guide to a happier life. Quick, but not necessarily easy tips to help you to squeeze every last drop of enjoyment out of your business and your life. My name is Helen Calvert. I'm a coach, a business owner, and a parent, and I'm so happy to be here with you. I do swear occasionally, as the title suggests, so pop in your headphones if I'm not safe for little ears. Ready to go? Let's do this. Hello, and welcome to this episode where we are talking about getting outside. Originally, this was going to be an episode about walking and running, but then I tried running, and as we will discuss, it's not something I want to put in my toolkit, please don't make me, but getting outside generally, and some of the experiences I've had recently with getting outside is a really important part of our toolkit. It is a beautiful day here today while I'm recording. And this morning, unsurprisingly, on a gorgeous sunny morning, I really felt the pull to be outside. And I've experienced this before. I talk a lot about our needs, meeting our needs, making sure we understand what they are. And I'm pretty good at recognising most of mine, meeting them, keeping a check on what I haven't done recently, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I remember, I know that fresh air is good for me, but I tend to get that most days I'm out and about doing the school run. I'm usually outside at some point. And I forget that just being out in nature is actually really important for me. And there have been a few times, especially in the morning, when I've woken up and I can't put my finger on it. There's nothing particularly unpleasant about the day ahead. I've slept well. You know, nothing's wrong. But something just feels like, oh, can't, can't quite get into this day. And I realise that I'm feeling that pull to be outside. I want to be out in nature. That's how I want to start my day. And sure enough, when I do that, like with a lot of these tools, when we start our day with whatever it is we feel we need, it helps enormously. And then the day starts to flow. So there's two ways I particularly enjoy being outside. One of them is absolutely going for a walk. I am a fast walker. (laughs) Anyone who knows me will know this and very few people who know me actually know how fast I walk when I'm by myself. (laughs) I'm a route marcher. (laughs) I don't mess about. I'm a fast walker. Um, So if I go for a walk, if I set out to do a half hour or an hour's walk, it's a pretty good bit of exercise for me. And I love it. I love the movement and the feeling of just walking it off, moving it out, moving through the world, literally not being stuck. You know, sometimes when your brain feels stuck, just moving your body can really help. And I don't particularly walk anywhere. You know, I will just go where the mood takes me and see where I end up. And as we all do, I have my little routes around where I live that there's only so many directions you can go in, you know, but I will just go wherever feels, wherever feels good. We all got a bit sick of it during lockdown, didn't we? The old daily walk. Let's go for a walk, kids. There's literally nothing else to do, but I'm falling back in love with it again. Just that feeling of right now I'm going for a walk. I'm going to go out and see the world, take in my surroundings. And I guess it's a little bit of mindfulness because 
I do like to see what's around me, particularly if I'm on a street walk. You know, people's gardens are beautiful around here. You see people, you see things going on, you see dogs. And it just gets me out of my constant looking back and looking forward. We talk about being present and I do really struggle to be in the present. And when I'm walking, often I've got all kinds of different thoughts floating around my head and it's a great way to untangle them. But it's nice as well to take that time to just notice what's actually happening in the here and now. So I love a good walk and it's also one of my favourite ways to communicate with other people. If I'm in a relationship, I love going for a walk to talk things out. I find that the movement is really helpful. With my children, I find that talking to them when we're on the move and when we're side by side can be very helpful because, not necessarily because they're neurodivergent, although they are, but um, for my children, being face-to-face, kind of eye contact type conversation can sometimes feel quite pressured. So the side-by-side walking conversation, or in, in the car is the same thing, but it sometimes helps to facilitate discussions that you wouldn't have if you were sat still. So there is a huge amount to be said for walking, and it it is, it's just getting out in the fresh air. Something about having the sky above your head and the ground beneath your feet. So I did try running because a few people in my Facebook group told me that was their tool. This was the thing in their toolkit, like, oh, just love to go for a run. And I didn't think it would be for me, but I absolutely gave it a try. And I gave myself a good chance. You know, I went out on beautiful sunny mornings, ran around my local park, which is gorgeous. Didn't push myself to do anything crazy, you know, kind of started at the beginning or maybe a week into the Couch to 5K Um, app so just doing you know a few bursts and I can do it I'm fit enough now that I can do it it was it was not beyond me and I probably well I definitely could have built it up and and done the whole thing but yeah it it really is not for me and that's for a few different reasons so I guess this brings us to walking and running happier life or bullshit (laughs) and of course neither of them are, are one or the other Being out in the fresh air, moving our bodies, getting exercise, literally being unstuck because we're moving all contributes to a happier life. And, you know, there are no bullshit elements to either. Um, They are, without a doubt, excellent ways to help our mental and physical health. For me, the difficulty with running is I didn't have the right shoes I've got trainers but they're not good running shoes and because I know I'm not going to be a runner I wasn't going to invest in good shoes so I think that's something to bear in mind with running um you know as with everything you don't have to do it perfectly you don't have to do it all the time you don't have to be aiming to run a marathon but you do need the right footwear so that's just something to bear in mind. It's not something you can just pick up and do, I don't think. You do need the right footwear. And to a certain extent, you need the right footwear with walking. I have a pair of walking boots. I have gone for long walks in less than ideal shoes. And you end up with blisters, which, you know, is, is not the aim of the, of the, of the exercise, literally. Um, for me, I guess there is a mindset block with running. This is my mindset block, but I'd be curious to know if any of you have it as well. I realised, 
yes, running is stressful and painful and it, you know, it hurts and it's uncomfortable and it's difficult, but so is most of the stuff I do in the gym and I love going to the gym. The mindset block alert is that I realised I associate running with stressful situations where I'm late. So I only run if I'm running for a train or running for an aeroplane. And that is always really stressful. I hate being late. I hate things not being under my control. Uh, I like everything to be flowing smoothly. I absolutely loathe running for any form of transport because if it pulls away before you get there, everybody sees that you tried to get there and you failed. And I realised that there are stressful stories associated with running for me. So if I did decide I was going to be a runner, uh, I was going to do a 10k or I, I did do the Manchester 10k, a, you know, good 15 years ago now. Um, I walked a fair bit of it as well. But if I wanted to do that again, I would definitely have to address that little bit of mindset um, because running, of course, does not have to be scary. But for me, it really felt like a good walk ruined, which is, I think, a quote that someone has said about golf. But uh, yeah, running for me was, why am I not just walking around this beautiful park in the sunshine? Why am I in pain? So whichever way you want to do it, let's get out and let's get moving at, you know, at, at times when it feels appropriate, when it's the right tool for you to use. Which brings me to forest bathing which is something I've recently tried and loved. And as with a lot of these tools and things that people are promoting now as, you know, great ideas for our well-being, it is an idea that is not new, but it's being put together now in a way to remind us what the benefits are. So being in nature is not new. Walking around peacefully in a forest or in woodland is not new. Taking in our surroundings, engaging our senses, enjoying just being ourselves away from technology. None of these are new and revolutionary ideas. But there is a lot to be said for focusing on what we can really get from being out in a forest in woodland. A forest bathing practitioner will tell you there is more to it than you imagine as well. Ask them about fractals. <laughs> that was very interesting when I did it about the patterns that we see in nature and the patterns that we see in our day-to-day -day lives and how one is more restful than the other. There's a lot to learn. And of course, we could, as always, we could try to do it perfectly, couldn't we? We could become a forest bather. We could read up on it. We could learn all the tips and tricks. We could go every week and we could get a huge amount out of it, I'm sure. But if that isn't open to us, if that's not a possibility or if it's not something we want to do, it is still another tool in our toolkit for the days it feels appropriate. And as much as I love a good fast walk, a good route march down the canal, the thing that is important for me is that I slow down. Again, it brings us back to what I was saying about me always being in the past or in the future, usually the future, so rarely in the present. And slowing down helps us to be in the present, which may be another reason why running is not for me, because I don't think it's what I need when I'm seeking outdoor time. I think what I need is slow time. And being around trees really brings us 
down a gear because of course they grow so slowly and have been around for so long. <laughs> it's hard to feel rushed when we're meandering through the trees. Forest bathing though is different from walking through a forest. You slow down and you notice and you engage all of your senses. To the point where, yes, I did taste some things, which I do not recommend you do without some knowledge or, you know, a professional with you. You can't just eat things in the woodland. Please don't do that. But you can engage all of your senses in woodland, in a forest. And that in itself is really quite something because we use, most of us use our sight a heck of a lot if we're thinking about how we use tech and our ears a lot of the time we're trying not to use our ears because we're trying to block out distractions while we concentrate on something. So we get very good at switching our ears off. There's not often that many smells or if there are smells in our houses, we're kind of immune to them. We don't notice them anymore because they're our smells. So there's a lot of our senses that we just don't engage. And then touch you know, we're used to touching certain things, the feel of the desk, the feel of the phone, the feel of the laptop, our handbag, the car steering wheel, our clothes. We don't realise that there are so many more sensations out there and nature provides huge numbers of them, incredible sensations and colours and scents and beautiful sounds. Is there anything more beautiful than birdsong or running water? I just, oh, I cannot get enough of them. And of course, forest bathing is one element of being mindful outdoors, but a lot of us also absolutely love the sea, don't we? We love water, but there's something about the sea. The sound of the waves, whether it's gentle lapping or crashing windy waves, that feeling of being by the sea, it's quite something, isn't it? It's quite important. So how does mindfully bathing in a forest or woodland using all our senses contribute to a happier life? Well, you know, it gives us something new to focus on. It takes us off that well-worn track of work and parenting and housework and all the things we have to do. It gets our thoughts out of their rut and it fills our cup. It really does. Are there any bullshit elements to it? Well, I haven't looked into it deeply. I'm sure if you read all the books and look into all the stuff, there might be some things that you think are a bit too woo-woo for you or whatever it might be. But really, there is nothing bullshit about the value of being in nature. It just always fills us up. Our mindset block for forest bathing... I guess it's similar to the mindset block for a few of the tools in our toolkit in that it is a slow thing to do. We slow right down and boy, do we like to feel productive, don't we? A fast walk feels like, yes, exercise, productivity. I went for a walk. Now I'm going to do some work. Fantastic. Bathing in a forest, slowing right down just to sit there and look at the trees and smell the smells and listen to the birds? Ooh, I don't know. Do we have time for that? But as with all of these things, truly, do we have the time not to? Because if we don't fill our cup with some of these things, 
we're not going to have any fuel, as we have discussed many times before. So remember, and this is a note to myself as much as it is to you guys, being outside in nature, whether we're running, walking, sitting, wild swimming, taking it all in or just breathing it in quickly before we go back inside, being outside in nature is a vital part of our toolkit. And I hope you can be excessively kind to yourselves by giving yourself some of that. And until next time, please squeeze every last drop of enjoyment out of life. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. It's great to have you along for the ride. If you enjoyed the episode, I'd be so grateful if you could leave me a review. And don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are up. If you identified a mindset block during the episode and would like to work with me one-to-one, you can find out how in the show notes. See you next time.